Welcome to SimonCast, the official podcast of the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. I'm John Shaw, the director of the Institute. In SimonCast, we aim to keep the legacy of Paul Simon alive and well through wide-ranging civil conversations. And we're really delighted today to be joined by the mayor of East St. Louis, Mayor Robert Eastern III. Mayor is from St. Louis, East St. Louis, born and bred, as he likes to say, went to school there, uh, joined the Navy, uh, came back to East St. Louis, had a nice career in business, worked uh, for the city council, actually was elected for three terms, and then 2019 was elected mayor of East St. Louis on an agenda of revitalizing the city and getting it moving again. So we thought it'd be a great time to check in with him and see how he's doing. And he joins us from his office today, although the backdrop is California. He's celebrating a little bit. He just had a grandson in California. So that that might explain the uh, San Francisco (laughs) backdrop. But Mr. Mayor, good to see you. I'm good, John. Good morning. And and thank you for having me today. I'm so excited about that conversation. And yes, that um, explains the backdrop. You know, I'm celebrating my grandson this morning. Um, So I'm, I'm so excited today. Congratulations. Great. Well, Mr. Mayor, tell us about um, growing up in East St. Louis. I mean, as I was doing research, I realized it wasn't that long ago, I guess it was 1950, that uh, East St. Louis was a fourth largest city in Illinois. You know, obviously, it's been an important part of Illinois' history, like a lot of industrial uh, communities. It's, you know, it's struggled as the economy has changed. And yet there's still kind of a spirit and a vivacity there that's quite striking. So tell us a little bit about both the opportunities and the challenges of growing up in East St. Louis. Well, actually, growing up in East St. Louis, you know, um, I had a a very awesome, my childhood was awesome growing up in the city of East St. Louis. You know, it was a thriving, hustling and bustling city, you know, at that time in the um, 70s and the early um, in the 80s and the late 90s, you know, um, 70, between 100 to 70,000 people. Um, you know, was it, uh, there as residents and stuff. And we, you know, we had a, a lot of um, corporate citizens there. There was a lot of businesses there. So, you know, East St. Louis was a, a great place to grow up. We didn't, we had our challenges as other, as any other um, inner cities, you know, um, across the country, you know, um, being, you know, it was no different from that. But, you know, um, there was two parks, three high schools, you know, um, a lot of activities for the kids and the children to do, you know, participate in, you know, sports, you know, um, everything from sports to uh, um, the arts, you know, Catherine Dunham Museum, you know, everything and, and anything in between, anything you wanted to imagine to be, you know, you could get that right there in East St. Louis. So, um, you know, it was a very exciting time growing up in East St. Louis, you know, um, during, during those times, you know, and um, as when I went away and came back from the Navy, you start seeing different changes and challenges as that, as you know, so good people started moving out the city and the tax base started to drop, you know, those things became a little bit more challenging to um, to um, to have here in the city. Well, tell us about the Navy. What was that like? How did that shape your your development? Well, the Navy was awesome. You know, um, I didn't know what I was in this for, right? When I when I joined the Navy, obviously, you know, so I joined Navy and, uh, you know, got to see the world. So I thought, you know, but I ended up in California, <laughs> you know, uh, and I did my stint of tour duty and Desert Storm, Desert Shield, you know, came back home to the California. Um, then I was on the ship, um, the LST 1195, Barbara County. It was a uh, amphibious assault ship. So we had Marines on the ship. Uh, from there, the ship got decommissioned and I served out my tour duty um, at the Naval Medical Center Hospital, which was formerly known as Balboa Hospital, which is across the street from Balboa Park in San Diego. Um, 
And um, I had a wonderful experience there. You know, um, it taught me about discipline, uh, you know, about attention to detail, you know, um, and the finite thing of uh, working together, you know, for the common good of, of one goal. Right. Well, so then you ran for city council, I think in 2007 was elected. What was your agenda? What were you trying to do? You served, I think, for about three terms on the city council. But when you entered city government, what was what was your hope? Well, when I entered in city government, you know, um, again, you know, you, you 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 know what you what you what you want to do. Just like in the Navy or going to college and this the other things, you know, I didn't really know until I actually got there that the real challenges that um, the city of St. Louis was, were facing. And, um, you know, my thing is I wanted to get in and just be a spark, you know, and try to bring that community activism back um, from on the city council perspective. And I wanted to bring the community together, you know, so those were, were my initiatives, you know, trying to um, do different um, things outside the community and shed a different light on the city of St. Louis. And so that um, the the story that's, that's written, you know, um, it's not at, it's not actually who we are. Well, your, your race in 2019 was a difficult one. You ran against an incumbent mayor. There was also, I think, a former mayor who was running another person as well. Tell us about that race. I know your theme was revitalizing St. East St. Louis. You, your, your theme was called the heart for the people. Tell us about uh, your race in 2019. Yeah, um, it was a heart for the people with a passion for change. So, you know, anything that comes from the heart, I believe, reaches the heart, you know, and I want and I was very passionate about that. So the race was very, uh, you know, it, it was challenging. It had its challenges, you know, as any as any race does, you know, but I, I, I was steadfast in, in, in the mark that I was trying to do. Um, and, um, you know, we overcome a lot of obstacles, you know, during that election cycle. You know, um, the, the, the former mayor, um, she did an outstanding job in her service. And, 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 and I still commend her and we still talk, you know, from time to time, you know, um, and try to remain. And, and we're colleagues, you know, because she still stays in the city. She wants the best for the city, as do I. You know, so that with that theme being apart from the people and past for the change, everything since then, um, since I'm raised until the present, you know, I've been doing everything uh, from my heart, you know, because I wanted to try to really be that 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 change, of, um, that change agent in the city of East St. Louis. So that race, um, it, 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 was a, it was a tale of two cities, you know, cause you know, you had two incumbent mayors that both live in the city, former incumbent mayor, you know, um, that also resides in the city. So um, it split, the city was kind of, uh, you know, tales of two cities, you know, so um, I was um, able to win the election, you know, and, 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 and here I sit today, you know, trying to rewrite the story or not, I take it out, not rewrite the story, but just, write the correct story and so they can be heard from city of Louis. Well, Mr. Mayor, I saw you in an interview in, it was uh, maybe March of 2019, just before the race. And the, 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 the gentleman question you said, so are you going to, you going to develop a new comprehensive plan for the city of East St. Louis? And you kind of smiled and you said, there's a whole shelf full of, of plans. We don't need another plan. You said we need to do four or five things really aggressively and really intently. Um, and the first one you talked about was cleaning up the city physically. And I was struck by the fact that I think that you had you had decided not to have the uh, mayor's uh, inaugural gala and actually use some of those funds for a cleanup effort in the city. Tell us about uh, the importance of cleaning it up and, and tell us how that's going. Well, um, the importance of, of cleaning up, you know, it, uh, when when people ride through your city, they see a clean city. They think it's a healthy, it's a healthy and thriving city. It um, it, it it removes the uh, the somber um, 
thinking of, of the citizens and, and the people that's traveling through your city. And it becomes, you know, I used to say infectious, right? But I took that out because, you know, infectious means, you know, so people think infectious, you think of something that's bad. So I, I, it becomes more absorbent, right? So um, it, it, it has started to um, absorb inside that community, inside citizens, you know, and, it's, and, and to date, um, that little seed that was planted is, is, is phenomenal. We just, we're coming off a, uh, of weekend of last weekend was Earth Day. We had over 70 volunteers. It was out cleaning along State Street in this um, um, last Saturday. You know, it was a phenomenal uh, event, well attended. And it's a citizens-led um, event, you know, by Empire 13, the rec team, uh, Moms on Demand, Moms on Demand, Community Lifeline, citizens-led event. So it, it shows that the citizens are becoming more aware and more engaged with what's coming. And that's what we want, right? You know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that I was able to, um, when I say I, not me as just the mayor, but our administration, the city council, the city manager, and everybody can have this, this absorbing and, uh, um, attitude when it comes to being clean, you know? And that came off, you know, just a conversation like you and I are having off one of my friends. Um, and he was like, Mayor, you know, you really need to look at trying to knock all the trees down and, and, and try to clean it up. So, you know, it, the city doesn't look the way it looks. And we've been doing that, you know, um, it's still we have some challenges, right, because everything is funding based, you know, but we, we are making a mark and we are trying to make a difference. Well, I noticed in your newsletter, too, that you had some kind of an award for uh, best yard of the month to just yes. instill, I guess, pride and to get it in, in kind of a fun, competitive way, too. Exactly. Exactly. You know, anytime, you know. Um, and it was random, you know, I mean, it was random. It was kind of like, uh, I, I, I tease like the, um, our version of the public clearinghouse, right. You know, you're sitting in your house and next thing you know, you get some knock at the door from me and, and, and the, um, and, and the, uh, rotary club. So, you know, we, had, we are a rotary city now, Rotarian city right now, you know, so we got about a, a charter back. That was important to me to have those other outside agencies or those other side time um, agents, they can also tell, tell the, the true story of the city of East St. Louis. So this, um, the citizens that war, won those awards, man, they were just, just blown away and knocked off their feet because they never knew it was coming. Great. Well, an another big challenge, of course, was budget. And I think you inherited a deficit of about five and a half million dollars. You right. Uh, right out of the block, you took a pay cut. The city manager took a pay cut. There was some layoffs. Tell us about the, how that's playing out. And particularly also, I mean, COVID obviously has hurt all of our communities. But the other side is that there's been a, a fair amount of cash from the federal government that has flown into your city, I think about $100 million over various programs. So tell us about your fiscal situation in East St. Louis. Well, it was definitely um, a challenge when we first came in. So when we first came in, you know, um, also we had a $5 million deficit. Uh, you know, the audits were not complete, you know, um, took office in 2019. The audits was not the last audit that we had on file was, um, was 2014, I believe. Um, so to date, to date, you know, we, we're all caught up on our audits. You know, um, we're about to finish up our 2020 audit, which was which in line with um, most of the cities around the state of Illinois. Um, and the deficit is, is, is been drastically reduced. COVID, you know, um, it, it, it was a definitely a shocker, you know, to all of us, right, in, in, in this country and in the world. But what it did was, um, and, and it actually, while the world slowed down, it allowed East St. Louis to catch up, you know, so why, you know, it, it allowed us to catch up and, and, and really um, 
hone in on those things that that we really had to do, you know, administratively and 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 the policies and procedures and the things that we have to do in East St. Louis. So um, we're not we're not we're not perfect yet. We're not or we never will be perfect or we're not actually where we need to be. But we're a lot further than where we were, you know, and, and I'm so so excited because those those uh, ARPA funds and this that, and the other allow the city like East St. Louis to to really to um, reinvigorate itself and able to do things and to and, and spark, you know, certain things inside the city hall and inside our business, local business community. Well, another really big boost to your city was a, a decision by Amron, Illinois, to build about a $10 million solar facility in East St. Louis. And I want to read a sentence or two that you said when the announcement was made and have you talked about it. You said, today's groundbreaking is more than just another energy product. Finally, someone is standing up for us and saying we deserve the benefits of an emerging industry and the chance to revitalize the core of our city. Talk about the importance of this Amron project. Anytime you get a, a, a corporate citizen or, 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 or a, a, a company like Amron to become a corporate citizen in your city, you know, and, 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 and be purposeful about where and their intent about trying to do something of a project of that magnitude, it, it says a lot. It says that they're, hey, East St. Louis, we hear you. State of Illinois, we hear you. You know, the law was written specifically for underserved communities, and they took that by the bull by the horn. And they say, you know what? We want to put that in East St. Louis, you know, because they deserve that. You know, so they took a, 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 a piece of property that was a blight and turned it into a bright. You know, um, it's going to, you know, it's a $10 million project right across the street from my high school. So now what does that does? You know, it, it gives um, the kids with, you know, the kids, children are naturally inquisitive, correct? So now it's like, hey, what's going on over there? So now that, that sparks an interest of a young man or a young woman that wants to, to further their, their, their education or just want to have a good trade, a good job. You know, these are good. These are going to be some good jobs here in the city. You know, those that that, that partnership with Amron is going to expound our relationship with our school and, and with our children, you know, with our CTE program, you know, teaching these kids the craft um, and how to be um, what is it going to take to, um, to be able to work on these solar panels and these that, and the other, you know, um, and, 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 and just having that partnership, you know, and, and injecting, you know, taxes back into the city, you know, that's a good tax base, a strong tax base, you know, so when you have a, a, a again, we're trying to tell the true story about the city of East St. Louis, where, you know, where you can come in and you can do business in the city of East St. Louis. So when you have a partner like Amron, you know, standing toe to toe with you or standing side by side with you, so you can go toe to toe with those people that, that have so much to offer, you know, it, it speaks volumes, you know, about the transition and the transformation of these same rules. And I think this project actually has like a small demonstration area for students can come in and just yes. understand how the solar industry works and so forth. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. You know, and, you know, they're being very, like I said, it's being very, very purposeful and intently done so that the students and the citizens feel like they're involved in this project. You know, our greatest natural resource is our children, right? You know, and you have to pour back into them, you know, and if you don't pour back into them, then then, then the community dies, the generation dies. And, and you know, so that's our greatest natural resource. So we want to be intentional about the, how we um, we engage with our children and how we do things with our children so that they can come back or stay here in the city of East St. Louis, you know, because one of the jobs is marriage building a new city, right? You know. I'm not building this where we, you know, we, we want to make it comfortable for the seniors and, and, and those of my age bracket, 
but we got to build a city for the um, the kids and the children that's behind us. You know, what is it going to take for them to come back home, to be engaged? You know, so that's so we're very intentional and focused about that. Well, another theme, of course, was public safety, and it's important. And you actually just announced, I think in January, a major new expansion at the Emerson Park Metro. About a, I think that's also a $10 million project that will be online next yes. year. Tell us about that. So that's a project that's um, through um, the county and, and, and by state and the Metro Transit. So they, they're going to move that. Um, we have a 911 center in the, in the city hall here, and they're going to move all those those um, the 911 center and that expansion is going to be right there on uh, right there on off of Ball Avenue. And again, they're taking a, a, a area of city that um, is, is is not necessarily a blighted area, but it's, it's, it has been some major development there. Right. And it's going to enhance it. You know, so now you have this safety component right there on one of the busiest sections of the city right there. You know, office uh, 64, you can see it right off the highway. It's going to be very visible. It's going to be, and it's intentional about where we're trying to move the city. You know, there's a, um, been a lot of um, um, development on that side of town. You had the Columbus Square, Parson Place, the Jazz to Walk Circle building, you know, and, and, and there's been a millions and millions of dollars spent over there. And it's, you know, and it's heavy populated in that area. You know, so we want to make sure that, you know, people that's traveling through the metro, they can see that we make an intentional um, you know, change about public safety. Public safety is the foundation to build the city on, right? So, um, and we're very excited about um, all the things around public safety that's coming to the East St. Louis. Um, some things I can't talk about right now, some things I can't talk about right now, but I can tell you that public safety is, is the driving force behind everything. Well, in one of your interviews, you talked about just the, you, you say partnership. You said East St. Louis needs to do some good things, but so does St. Clair County needs to help. Illinois needs to help. The federal government needs to help. Talk about the important kind of complementary roles of these governments. Well, we, you know, last time I checked, you know, um, East St. Louis was a city that's in St. Clair County. St. Clair County is a county that's in the state of Illinois. Illinois is a state that's within the United States. So these things is very pivotal, you know, and it's important that, you know, it's intentional focus for us to work together. You know, um, when you, as these granting opportunities and this, that, and the other, or, or among us and, and, and present it, when you dive into them, you really see that, you know, they want to see a real uh, collaborative effort, you know, with the cities, the counties and the states working together so you can be competitive about these grants, you know. Um, and that has happened. You know, we were um, it came off, you know, the, the Broadview Hotel, you know, was able to get a, a federal earmark. And, and I do believe and I know for a fact that, you know, one of the reasons why they were able to get that federal earmark is because they were able to demonstrate the city interjected funds. The county is working with them and uh, as well as the state. So it, it just made perfectly good sense for the federal government to to want to jump in and, 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 and carry them over the hump, if you will. So it's very, you know, you know, those type of things are, are, are needed, especially for a city that's um, um, uh, inner city that's, that's trying to pull itself up by the bootstraps that's across this, the river from uh, a major metropolitan city, which is St. Louis. That's the only thing that should divide us is that, you know, and I stated this, you know, it's a Mississippi, but that's that's a Imagine Mason Dictionary line, right? You know, the only thing that should separate us is the, is the Mississippi. But our region, regional, you know, it's need to have regional change in order for us to be truly effective. 
Well, I saw the inaugural speech of the St. Louis mayor about a year ago, and she, one of the things she said is this kind of regional sense of, of cooperation, gave a shout out, I think, to you personally. And I read an essay by someone who said, wouldn't it be wonderful, profitable, and optically magnificent if both sides of the Mississippi River mirrored each other in development, tourism, safety, and beauty? Talk about the relationship between your community and St. Louis. Well, um, as you mentioned that, you know, I, um, Mayor Jones, Shara Jones, she, she reached out to me and she asked me to speak at her inaugural event. I was blown away because, and I stated that, I said, I don't think in my lifetime, or St. Louis mayor has ever reached across the water, you know, and asked an East St. Louis mayor or anyone from Illinois to be a part of their inaugural uh, celebration. So that, you know, I was truly humbled by that, but that showed me as a testament um, she, they're extending the olive branch to work with us, you know, and she has been spot on with that. We have many conversations and, you know, and those things that we can't collaborate on, we're working on, if that's even business opportunities, you know, she's, you know, or, or, or putting people that, you know, the business quite don't fit in the city of St. Louis, you know, we, um, she has been sending those people over here to have conversations with us, you know, to say, look, you know, it doesn't work right here in St. Louis, but it may work in East St. Louis, which is still in the region, right? So it's still that impact of jobs, you know, uh, economic empowerment, you know, and, 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 and pulling the city up by the bootstraps because we all face the same thing again in the inner cities. You know, they're just bigger than us, you know, but we face the same challenges. Well, your, your, your theme is called City of Champions. And I know uh, back in the day when I was playing high school sports, the one thing you didn't want to do is play a team from East St. Louis, you know. Uh, they were always really, really tough and competitive, particularly in football, basketball, etc. Um, so talk about just even kind of the civic pride of both athletics, I mean, music, you know, everyone from Chuck Berry to Tina and Ike Turner, um, uh, you know, Miles Davis. Talk about just kind of the cultural and athletic traditions of East St. Louis. So when we coin ourselves the city of champions, you know, I'm just going to say one word and we can just really drop the mic as the kids say and stop there. I'm just going to say, Jackie, you're on a curse, <laughs> you know, the world's greatest athlete, you know, and a true ambassador of our city. You know, we love her. Um, we support her. Um, she supports us and she really loves our city, you know, and, and the city of East St. Louis, though, we're small, we're very prideful in our city and we're very proud of our city. You know, we have people that you name and then there's other people you know um, the the Hudlin brothers you know that that are that are uh, critically acclaimed uh, movie directors and producers you know um, that made uh, a lot of films you know um, that are from the city of East St. Louis you know Miles Davis all those guys you know the Brian Cox Lafonso Ellis uh, Conzo Martin you know all these people are going around the world and changing things you know the city of East St. Louis have had the smaller, even though we're small inside, we have had numerous of people that have went out and changed things in the world. Jackie Joyner Kersey, Miles Davis, you know, these people have helped rewrite some of the things that, you know, how we look at things today in their perspective field. So um, the civic pride is, you know, um, Catherine Dunham, you know, museum, you know, it's a whole Catherine Dunham technique. And, you know, and she's, you know, as adopted East St. Louis as her home, you know, um, the, the museum sits, sits there and is, and is thriving and, and they're coming back, making changes and renovations to that. The home that she lives in is across the street from one of our um, 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 
elementary schools, you know, and they're uh, renovating her home, you know, trying to bring back those, uh, that, that civic pride, you know, Miles Davis in the house of Miles, they just took that house and, and where he grew up in and, and now is a, a museum and they teach um, classes, they're free, you know, so, you know, th these things are people just doing because um, they love you, St. Louis, right? And, and they love the things that these people have went out and do and they want to keep their legacy alive. It's about keeping their legacy alive. Well, Mayor, we actually have an event, a Metro East event, with uh, geared for young men. And we actually had the last one before COVID interrupted us for a couple of years was in your community at the Jacker Joyner Kersey facility. And it's an amazing, beautiful, impressive place. We, uh, we really enjoyed being there. Well, we enjoy it happening. You know, um, Jackie Joyner, they take a lot of pride in that, in that building. We take a lot of pride there. You know, and there's a lot of um, intentional focus around that building. Um, and around that facility, I should say, you know, there's going to be 20 new 20. Well, actually, they expanded now. Was they started out at 20, so there's going to be 30 new homes that's going to be built right there in that same area of um, that Jackie Joyner Cursey Center. And there's going to be another major development here that's coming up real soon that we're going to be making an announcement. I'm going to be very excited about making that. So that area town, hey, is going to be um, this 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 hustling and bustling here in the next years to come. Great. Mayor, we've had a couple questions sent in. One of them is from Dion from East St. Louis, who wants to know how development can be worked that is beneficial both to citizens and investors. Is there sometimes a tension or how do you try to solve that uh, dilemma? Well, that you know, that's a great question, Dion, and I appreciate you for that. So we're very intentional. So as developers come and, and like we talk about the Broadview Hotel, so the Broadview Hotel is a $37 million project. So we're very intentional about wanting to stay focused on making sure that it's a $37 million project. We want to make sure we have local contractors, right? That's, that's, that's part of that project, you know, um, local vending. That's a part of that project, you know, and, and, and I'm not a, unapologetic about that. You know, I want to make sure East St. Louis uh, contractors and businesses are first at the threshold. They got to be ready and we're, and we're working on getting them ready, you know, so they can't be, uh, we're going to start having these classes and we're going to start having um, sessions where, you know, whatever they may fall short in as far as that. And if that may be partnering them up with a, a, a company that has some things in line, you know, partnering them up so that everybody can be at the table, you know, when it's time to um, to um, to work and, and make a profit for your business and, 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 and take care of your families. We have a question from Tracy from East St. Louis who asked about the plans for correcting the sewer issues in the Edgemont area uh, between 76th and 86th Street. Um, I, you know, I, I know these are one of the challenging issues for all mayors, infrastructure. Talk about that if you could. Well, the infrastructure, and Tracy, appreciate the question. The infrastructure is definitely um, a challenge. You know, our infrastructure is no different than any other city, any other inner city, you know, is over 100 years old. Um, and definitely needs some work. Um, and we are working through those issues. We're mitigating through that. We're working with um, Ducks Unlimited to work out. So um, um, it's a grant we just applied for and a, a grant as well as a federal earmark with Ducks, Ducks, Ducks Unlimited to help with the roll off um, area in the Edge Mount area, right there off of Maryville in that wetland area. Um, we're working as a very intentional focus on that. We actually, um, I talked with the city manager and a, a few of our council people. We're getting ready to, um, have a, a Saturday uh, a session, if you will, so we can um, begin to to button up because we already have button up that infrastructure plan um, so we can be at the table and, and, and have strong consideration for the, the infrastructure dollars that's coming down from Capitol Hill 
and as well as um, in Springfield. So um, we we hear you. We hear you out there in the edge Mount. we understand that there's an infrastructure problem i live here you know and i ride the cities you know and 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 i understand what we're going through um uh public works department it has been you know it has been decimated through you know um our public works department has been decimated because of uh financial uh reasons you know uh, the money is not there you know eight people you know in public works you know but we still had the same gland and we still had the same source so it's hard to maintain those those things that will uh, that will help mitigate some of those sewer issues. You know, there's ever been talk, you know, um, about um, talking about working with something with the county and proposing, you know, some type of a tax or something like that for the region because we know that water runs downhill, correct? Water runs downhill, so we sit low, and the and the fresh water runs from these other. Belleville, the Shilohs, the Fairview Heights, and all this area into our sewer systems, right? So now you, you do these mass developments up there and you create more water that's coming in our sewer systems and it becomes a, it becomes problematic for us. So how do we mitigate that? So those, go back to your earlier question, those one of those sessions where the city, the state, and the county needs to get in the room and figure out, hey, wait a minute, you know, we got the, the rainwater that's running down from these areas. But, you know, the city of East St. Louis and Cahokia Heights, they have their own sewer issues, but those combination sewer lines is becoming real problematic for cities of our size and, and cities in, in our financial state. Well, Mr. Mayor, every mayor I talk to says the same thing, which is it's a part-time job on paper, but it sure isn't part-time job in, in actuality. And I know I've seen you in a couple of interviews kind of make that same point. Um, one, just talk about the demands of the office. I know when you ran, you said you're going to approach it as a full-time job. Um, and also tell us a little bit the structure. I know you have a, a strong city council manager, city manager. So talk about your relationship with them. Well, um, we have this uh, city manager form of government. You know, I think it works for us, you know, at, at such a time, you know. And I take it, again, yeah, I do take it as a, part not as a part-time and title as a full-time because my heart is in it you know um i'm i'm you know not necessarily getting not at all really getting into the day-to-day -day operations of the city because that's a city manager him but my job is to go out here and try to make those connections and and you know you cut the ribbons and do all those type of things but you still want to try to bring in those businesses and those type of corporate people that want to be in here and try to create a new foundation of of, of stability you know, in, in the city of East St. Louis. And I think we've done that. You know, I, um, we have our challenge. You know, we don't always agree, you know, and we shouldn't always agree because we're different. You know, that's what makes the world go round and that's what makes us be better when we're challenged. You know, I tell people, um, a staff, and I, and I say this and I mean this, it's just not a coin phrase. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be in the walk in the room and I have all of the answers. If I got to do that, then I need to get another room or get people in the new room. I, we need to be challenged. We need to look outside the, you know, we need to look outside the box, but the best way to look outside the box is not to put yourself inside a box at first. So we want, you know, so we're stepping outside those, those nuances and, and all those things that are problematic and all those things that, 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 um, that has held us back for so long, you know, and we're looking forward and moving forward, you know, and our trajectory is up. Well, tell me the best part of the job and tell me the most challenging part of the job. Um, the best part of the job is the citizens, you know, when you are able to go and you do something, you know, 
we, just yesterday and, and actually today. So yesterday we were planning a big 618 event, you know, um, you know, it was that area code on. So June 18th, we planned this big 618 event for our city and to really get those people in the room. And we start working through uh, how it's going to look and this, that, and to see the excitement that they're having. That's what makes it worth it. You know, that's what makes it worth it. Also, you know, today is our is our high school prom. So we're doing a pre-prom down at, our, at, at City Hall. So I had it decorated and this that, and the other so the kids can walk down the red carpet and celebrate them. They need to be celebrated. So, you know, uh, and let them know, hey, we love you guys. We're proud of you. You know, this is your city. You know, this is your city hall, you know, and let them feel welcome. So those are the best part of the job. The worst parts of the job, I haven't found that out yet because I love it. <laughs> so when, I, you know, I, I don't know what the worst part is because I haven't had, you know, I have had days where it's challenging. I have some real challenging days, you know, but I haven't got to the worst part of the job yet because I love it so much and I love my city and, you know, and I'm just excited and I'm enthused about the, the, the trajectory of the city of East St. Louis. So I can't answer the other question yet, um, Jim. Uh, I mean, John, so I don't, I don't know what the worst part of the job is yet. I haven't found that out, you know. So when I find that out, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, some mayors say that working with Springfield can be frustrating. That they don't think Fr Springfield fully understands the problems of running uh, cities and communities, and they also, you know, complain about unfunded mandates. Is that talk, talk about your relationship with Springfield? I know you have so, a, a really strong state rep, uh, rep uh, uh, Greenwood, who we've dealt with quite a bit, and Senator Belt. I mean, really strong leaders from your community. Well, even with those, I don't, I wouldn't, for me, I wouldn't necessarily call it the worst part. I would call it yeah, challenging. Yes. You know, getting people to understand what you're trying to do. But when, but you just stated that we got a strong representative. We got a strong state senator and just not uh, representative Greenwood and Senator Bell. Also, Jay Hoffman, you know, he, he, he works well with us. So everybody understands us. So it's about getting in the room and understanding what the plan is. And I think once you have identified and you have uh, worked through whatever nuances other plan is, you know, it's just about trying to fit, trying to fit the pieces of puzzles together. Either I'm really, really um, lame or, or overly optimistic, you know, but I do believe that there's always a way, you know, to find a solution. I, I state this too. There's never any problems. There's only solutions. Now we may not agree on this solution, but there's a solution to every problem, you know, and we just have to find the right solution that works for the masses. Well, you gave a talk, I think it was at Prayer Breakfast in 2021, in which the theme was finish what you started. In the context of being mayor of East St. Louis, how do you how do you how do you finish what you started? What will success look like for you? Success will look like for me is, again, finish what we started. As you um, um, you talked about those uh, comprehensive plans that we had, you know, that we paid, finish what you started. You know, as you talk about projects that that have got started and sputtered out, you know, or didn't have the right funding or or, or nobody really took the bull by the horns, i.e. the Broadview Hotel, um, the Choice Neighborhood Awards that the housing authorities are working on. You know, you collaborate those with those entities and you collaborate with those initiatives and you take the bull by the horn and you finish what you start. You know, when you have children that's going to school in the city of East St. Louis and this, that and the other. And, and everybody's not going off to college. Everybody is not going to play football. So they're going to stay here. So you partner with a company like Ameren, right? And other entities that help bring jobs back to the community so that those people, those kids that are not left behind, they just 
this don't fit in that in, in the norm of whatever that may be to go off and do those things. They're still here. You finish what you started by bringing something for them here to have them to um, to be good corporate citizens. So those are the things I mean, when you say you finish by what you started, you take the, what things are tangible that is here and you create and you, you nurture those things and you make those things blossom and you finish what you start and the fruits will be, and, and the fruits of your labor will definitely show. Well, Mayor, when you talk to young people and they maybe in a, a certain way say, so what have you learned in your career? I mean, you've been in politics, you've been in business, um, you've been a mayor. I mean, you've done a lot of things. What are, when you're talking to young people, what do you tell them that you, what you've learned? Um, most the thing is always be positive. It's always it's, it's positivity. And, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, you know, and I know that uh, God leads me. And, you know, and you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to to hold. It has to be something that holds your person in check, you in check, something that you have to be humble to that, that, that you can understand that it's not you. It's not me. It's not none of us that's, that's, that's making this world go round and making these things go happen. It's the, for me, it's, it's God. It's the creator. That's, that's, that's the driving force. So when we talk about everything we just talked about today. You know, and we talk about the mayor vision, this, that, and other. It's really not my vision. It's his vision. I'm just the vessel that's, that's, that's selected at such a time to be able to administer his vision. And, 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 and so I think you, you, um, I submit to them and say, look, it's not about you. It's about, you know, the, what, what God is calling you to do. And only you and he can, can figure that out. And once you figure that out, you know, you ask him to guide you and put those people around you to carry out his vision. And I guarantee you, you will succeed. Well, let me ask you on kind of a lighter note, how you like to relax. I mean, how do you unwind uh, after all the various things you're doing? <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, I picked up a hobby, you know, doing COVID, I DJ, you know, so I love music. I, I'm a lover of music. Um, but now I got this grandson. So I'm going to be relaxing with him, right? Um, when my daughter, um, she was in high school, she ran track. So anything around activities with children and stuff like that is lighthearted. I love doing reading. You know, um, I need to uh, get off this extra 30 pounds of COVID weight that I got. So, I, you know, working out and all that stuff is becoming more of a passion of mine. Um, but those type of things I do to um, relax, you know, just, you know, just anything that's 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 peaceful and serene, you know. Great. Well, Mr. Mayor, it's been really a delight talking with you. And I will say that we're going to be having an event uh, this fall with the Metro East group. And so we'd love to maybe have you come in and give a keynote speech or, or meet with the students. Uh, it, I know for us, it's a really an important and inspiring event. And we think uh, you'd be a great addition. So we can talk about that offline. But but want to thank you for your time and all the great work you're doing in East St. Louis. Thank you. And if it's important to you and if there are any things around the children, it's definitely important to me. So um, if time works, then I'll definitely be there. I appreciate you for having me. Great. Thanks so much, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Simon Cast, the official podcast of the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at Southern Illinois University. Simon Cast is produced in collaboration with WSIU Public Radio. You can find Simon Cast wherever you listen to podcasts, including NPR One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Please subscribe to new episodes as soon as they're posted and tell your friends about our show. For more information, visit paulsimoninstitute.org. Thank you for listening and thank you for keeping the legacy of Paul Simon alive and well.